Hey, Dada, why are we going into all this personality stuff anyway? That's a good question. This is the Understand Life podcast, where we are helping you turn life into lessons. I'm your host, Leonard Neiman, and with me today I have Alyssa Neiman and Malachi Neiman. We are going to wrap up this personality series. We've been on this kick all summer, haven't we? Yeah. It's been a personality summer. Yeah. So we maybe should have started this personality discussion with this podcast, but we didn't. So we're going to do it now. We've been learning all about different personality types and different personality constructs. What have we gone over so far, Malachi? We've gone over Enneagrams, Strengths Finder, oh, yeah. Clifton Strengths, Top Brain, Bottom Brain. Which was kind of like part of... Quadrant Theory. Yep. And then the first one we talked about was MBTI. Remember that? Oh, okay. Oh, and yeah. Remember what that stands for? Yeah. Mo- Motor Bicep. Myers-Briggs. Yeah, the Myers-Briggs Type Indicator, MBTI. That's the most popular personality typography. Next most popular is Quadrant Theory, and then the Enneagram. The question this week you had was, why? Right? Why are we learning about all this stuff? Is it um, useful? Is it... Exactly. How is uh, it useful? What do you think? I think you were just like, ha, ha, ah, I want to make a boring series of podcasts. So, we'll choose personality types. Ha, ha, ah. That's what you think, huh? Yes. That was not it. (laughs) Thanks for all your belief in me. (laughs) There's two big classifications of reasons to learn about this personality stuff. The first big reason is to understand yourself. I thought you were going to say life. Well, sort of. The name of the podcast is what? Understand life. That's right. And... Understanding life includes understanding yourself and understanding other people. Yes. And so those are the main two reasons. But you're supposed to understand life. Yeah. So understanding life, though, means understanding everything that's going on in the world. And guess what changes in the world? is People. People. Right? People People change change people. Well, people change the world, right? People change people who change the world. Understanding yourself and other people is a big part of understanding life. That is the reason why we've spent so much time on personality types. The reason there are so many different ways of doing personality types is because understanding yourself and understanding other people goes a long way toward you understanding life. Life. Yes. Now, inside each of those, we're going to dig into them just a little bit. Self-knowledge, how does that help for you to kind of understand yourself? Part of the goal of the podcast, Understand Life, is to help people know how to make wise choices. What constitutes a wise choice? The very first podcast was the spider chart. The second and third podcasts were on Maslow's hierarchy. Esteem! (laughs) Yep. And what is Maslow's hierarchy all about? How to be... Happy! Yes! What makes people... Happy. Happy. Now, Maslow's hierarchy was designed around everyone in general. What makes everybody happy? 
Did we talk about how there's lots of research about people in general, what makes them happy? Yes. We talked about that in those first couple episodes, especially. Personality types, understanding yourself, digs in deeper and says, that might be true for everybody in general, but maybe it's not true for you. Because are you the same as everybody else? No. Sad. No, it's not sad. No, it's not sad. I happen to be amazing. And I... <laughs> I'm also very much like you, so I happen to also be amazing. Yes, and humble, too, right? But in all seriousness, I think that I'm pretty awesome. That's part of my personality type, actually, is to think that I'm pretty awesome. And if I'm a three, and you're a three, does that mean we both think we're pretty awesome? Yeah, it means both of us <laughs> think that both of us are pretty awesome. That's funny. So you guys, in quadrant theory, are threes. In Enneagrams, you're threes. What are you in Strengths Finder? Threes. There's no numbers in Strengths Finder. So in Strengths Finder, remember I was analytical, strategic, competitive. And that and, ends up to three. And a learner. L. Understanding personality types helps you to understand differences between you and the norm. In Strengths Finder, we determined that I am strategic. Right? Mm -hmm. One of the aspects of strategic is that I can see potential paths forward. That's just something that I do. No, you can't. Like, what are you saying? You can see the future? Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't see which path is going to get taken. I see what is possible. I used to think that this was just a thing that everybody could do. But as I learned uh, when I went through some more StrengthsFinder stuff and research about myself, I realized that it was part of my strategic strength. To me, it's completely normal to look at a situation and go, well, there's only four options, either this, 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 or this. Those are the only possibilities. To me, that's normal. That's but why you're so good at games. That is partially why I'm good at games, especially what kind of games? Strategy games. Yes, because I'm strategic. I can see, well, there's these four options. And if I take this option, then what's likely to happen? Well, there's going to be these possibilities. And you can have this tree structure of options and options and options. And then I pick the ones that are most likely and the things that are going to happen. And, and I go, that's the outcome I want. So I learned that about myself and understood what was special about me. And how does that help me in life? I don't know. Well, it can help me to make decisions that will end up making me happier. One of the key aspects of Strengths Finder is that you will be happiest when you are using your strengths. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The same is true for all the other types. If you are an extrovert, you're going to be happiest in a position where you can utilize your extroversion, where you are around people a lot and not one where you're like we talked about last time with the Enneagram, where you're a scientist in a lab by yourself and don't come out for years. Certain people will love that, and other people will hate that. So understanding what type of person you are, and that certain things you're going to like more than others, will allow you to make choices in life, whether it's about your job, or it's about your spouse, or friends, or anything like that, that will allow you to make wiser choices and be happier. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. That is self-knowledge. What was the other kind of knowledge I said it could help you do, understanding these personality types? Other knowledge? Yeah, yeah, other knowledge. Understanding. Other people. So going back to my strategy one, I told you seeing all the paths forward was super normal for me. Mm -hmm. I used to think that that was just adulting. That's what any adult would be able to do, is to be able to see, oh, well, this is what I should do. 
right? Because these are the possibilities and here's how it's going to end up. So of course, I'm going to pick the path that's going to be the best. To me, that was just part of being a normal adult. And then I realized that that was a strength that I had. And so something I expected other people to have as a strength. But guess what? They didn't. Not everybody has that as a strength. And that's okay, right? Everybody's different. And as such, I should be willing to help others if they don't have that strength and try and let them utilize my strength for their benefit. I should be more forgiving of them for not being like me. Yeah, of course. Everybody knows from a young age, intuitively, is everybody the same? Everybody's not same. Everybody's unique. You know that intuitively, right? Mm-hmm. Pretty much everybody knows that intuitively, that everybody's different. But when we look at other people's actions, how do we usually actually interpret them? Do we think about what were they thinking? Why did they choose to do that? How does their brain work? No, no. What do you think we normally do as humans? Ugh, why do you do that? Yeah, maybe. Or why would... I do that. Yes, why would I do that? That's what actually goes through our brain. Because... Our brain has certain processes, certain ways that it works. Each of us do, right? And what happens is we go, there's an output. What inputs would I need in order to have that output? And so to try and backtrace and figure out what that person was thinking and what they were doing and what they, you know, believed. So we have a tendency to use that, use our own processes. And we assume that other people's processes are similar. Yeah. And are they similar? Similar. Yes. Similar. Yeah, they are similar, but are they the same? No. Correct. And that is where our brain processes make mistakes, is by that assumption that other people's brain processes are too similar, are exactly the same when they're really not. And so understanding these personality types helps you to understand that other people are different, that their brain thinking is different, and that the reason that they did something or what they might want to do or be happy doing might be different than what you are happy doing. Just like introverts and extroverts, some people would love to be around other people all day long and talk to them and communicate with them. They think that sounds great. And other people are like, oh my gosh, that sounds horrible, right? Because if they're more introverted, they would not want to do that. If I ask one of my friends at school if they would rather stay around people and talk with them all day long or be away from people all day long, that can, like, tell me if they're introverted or extroverted. Yeah, sure. As far as, like, a single question to ask for introversion versus extroversion, that's not a bad one. So that knowledge about other people and how they work, how else can it help you to make wise choices? I still don't know. We just talked about it can help you to understand what they're doing and why they're doing things, right? Yeah. But what if you are in a position of leadership? What should you do regarding other people? Lead them. Yeah, but do you lead everybody the same? Yeah. No, why not? Because they're all different. Yeah, everybody has a different personality, right? So everyone will have different ways in which they shine. If you're in a position of leadership, then how can knowledge about other people help? For how to lead them? You know the way that they want to be led, so then they think you're a good leader. Yeah, and not just that they want to be led, but you know... What kind of role they should give them. Yeah, what kind of work you should give them, right? Different people will appreciate different jobs, different roles, right? 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's another way that having knowledge about other people can be helpful. Now, does this apply only if you are an official leader? Like I'm a manager at work, and so I have people that I manage. But what if you're not officially a manager? Can you still be a leader? Yeah. Yeah. Can you still help other people to understand wh- what they understand life? Yep. To understand themselves and what, where they should go and point them in the right direction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can yeah. you guys even do that now as kids? Yeah. 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 If you see stuff, you can talk to people now, right? Someone that you trust, whether it's a friend or family member. If you understand something about their personality and the decisions that you think they're making or see them make, you could go and have a conversation with them about it, right? And be like, hey, I was wondering why you're doing this or did you think about that? Is that helpful for people? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If someone does that to you in a nice, kind way and not like, why are you doing that? Right? It's terrible. <laughs> yeah. Then you won't be happy with that kind of conversation, would you? No. No. But if you go and approach them nicely and with a like, hey, I just want to understand and you approach it that way, do you think they'd be happy to talk to you and gain yeah. some knowledge there and understanding? Yeah. Most people would be. Hey, Dada, isn't it time for us to take a break? Oh, yeah, you're right. Here's some information that we want you guys to know. Which one is braver, the tree or the rock? The rock, because it's bolder. (laughs) We want to let you know that if you're not listening all the way to the end of the podcast, then you are missing out. For those of you that have been listening to us for a while, you know that we have a thing at the end that starts, thanks for listening, and then goes into some stuff. Please listen past that because at the end, we always have some bloopers or outtakes or something that we put back there. And we hope that you enjoy that stuff. It's not super informational. Yeah. It's just fun or funny. Yeah. So please listen all the way to the end in order to get all of the content. And we're back. Before the break, we were talking about why we've been talking about all these different personality types. And the main reason is so that you and our listeners can understand themselves and can understand other people. Mm-hmm. And you want to be able to understand yourself so you can make wise choices for yourself, for you to be happy. And you want to understand other people so that you can be more loving and caring and supportive And help them to make the best choices for them as well. Yep. Yeah. Great. Now, one thing that we have not talked about yet in all of our discussions is what psychologists or counselors think about all these personality types. What do you think might be their thoughts? They're good. They're bad. They don't care. Bad? Okay. Why? Because if other people are, like, doing it, they won't have a job on that. Okay, gotcha. So maybe they're concerned about their own job. Yeah. Okay. It's a possibility. How about from what psychologists are going to maybe use in their own work, in their own field, like, in their job? So not from other people doing it, but what are they going to do? Do you think they're going to use these kind of personality types that we've talked about? Why or why not? What's a psychologist's job? Do you know? No. Okay. So a psychologist is someone who studies people's brains and how they work and why they make decisions the way they do. So do you think that the personality typing that we've talked about would be useful for that? I guess. 
So if they were doing their job as a psychologist and using personality types and stuff like that, they could find out the personality type of that person and then that might give them answers to why they are doing it, something that way. Exactly. I would think the same thing. Their job is to understand why people do things. And so different types would likely do things differently. And so understanding that could help them to understand that person better, right? Yep. I would think the same thing. But the truth is that most psychologists do not like any of the types that we've already talked about. They don't really like quadrant theories, and they don't really like Myers-Briggs, and here's why. The reason that a lot of them are skeptical is because all of those are designed around putting people in boxes and not so much around understanding that individual person and how a single individual person is really doing things. It's kind of more designed around putting people into a limited number of categories. And so a lot of psychologists think that that's not really what their job is or what they're trying to do. They're trying to understand this individual. So a lot of psychologists kind of take an approach where everybody's unique And everybody's special, and they're trying to figure out what is special about this person. But about 30 years ago, some psychologists said, maybe we should look into this kind of stuff a little bit more and figure out if there are categories of things that we could analyze people on. And so they started doing a lot of research on different qualities of people. Myers-Briggs has their four qualities that they kind of rate people on, and then collectively you come up with 16 different types. They started looking at a bunch of different qualities like that to figure out which ones would consistently provide the same kind of answer for a given individual. And so what those psychologists came up with was actually something completely unique from Myers-Briggs, but very similar to how Myers-Briggs works, where there's different qualities and then you are rated on a scale from all the way on one side to all the way on the other side. And average or normal or whatever is somewhere in the middle-ish. This has now been called the five-factor model. So you want to guess how many things there are in there? Five. Yeah. The big five. The big five. That's right. That's what they call it in parlance. And do you know what the big five are? What five traits do psychologists actually like to measure? I'll give you a hint. The first one is one of the Myers-Briggs ones. Want to guess? Introverted or extroverted? Yes, extroversion is the first of the big five. And that extroversion is relatively similar to the Myers-Briggs extroversion as well. So extroverted in the big five refers to a desire when you're in social situations to have attention, to stand out, which is a little bit different than the Myers-Briggs extroversion, which is more, do you want to be in groups at all? or not. But it ends up being relatively similar. Most people that are extroverted on the big five are also considered extroverted in Myers-Briggs. It usually, most people end up being in a similar spot. But I actually am unique there. On Myers-Briggs, I am slightly introverted, but near the middle. But in the big five, I am more extroverted because when I'm in groups, I do like to stand out. That's the first one, extroversion. The second one is agreeableness. This is how much people value getting along with other people. Some people really highly value harmony. Is that one of Mama's strengths? Yes. 
she has a lot of harmony, right? That was one of her strengths in Strengths Finder, and that is a typical type two. Type twos are high on agreeableness. Yep. So that's the second quality in the big five. The third is, and these are in no particular order. In Myers-Briggs, there's an actual order, right? You have I-N-T-J, and so everybody says it in the same order. It's always in the same order. The big five, as far as I could tell from the research I did, doesn't have a specific order that people list them in. It's just, here's the five things. And then they are noted as I say it, and then you can have a positive or negative value of this. So you have a positive or negative of extroversion. The negative of extroversion would be... Introversion. Yes. But in the big five, they don't call it that. They just say you're negative on extroversion. The reason that psychologists like the big five is because they specifically dislike people getting grouped, like either you're an extrovert or you're an introvert. That's not the way it really works, right? We talked about this when we did Myers-Briggs. Everybody is somewhere on the continuum, not all the way one way or all the way the other way. Most people aren't like that, right? Sometimes you might be. Like, I'm really high on the thinker side and low on the feeler side for Myers-Briggs. But you still have feeler. But I still have some feeler. And so instead, with the big five, they have, here's the five qualities, and then we measure a value on those qualities, and you can be high, you can be low, you can be in the middle, right? They, they put a kind of a number on it. The third quality is what's called neuroticism. Have you ever heard of someone being neurotic? Nope. Nope. Okay. Well, many of our adult listeners will probably have heard of that before, but they may not know what it actually means. Neuroticism is a tendency to experience negative emotions, such as anger, anxiety, depression, Essentially, this could be similar to the opposite of positivity. Remember, we talked about positivity as being one of the strengths in StrengthsFinder? Yeah. So neuroticism is essentially the lack of positivity. Some people are much more positive and kind of no matter what happens, they don't usually have a lot of negative emotions. They don't get very mad. They don't get anxious or depressed. That happens sometimes or when something really bad happens, but not as much. Other people are on the other side of that. When something even very small happens, then they quickly have these big negative emotions about anger or they get anxious. Are you familiar with this concept? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Do you understand? Yes. Okay, good. Glad we have some understanding of what neuroticism is. The fourth quality in the big five is called openness. And it's especially openness to new experiences. That's really what it means. Some people, like Dada is really high on this one. I love new things. Are you pretty high on this one too, Alyssa? Open to new experiences. Do you like new things? Do you like change? And Yeah. How about Mama? Is she pretty high on openness? Nope. She's not as high. And that's just the way it is. Some people have a keen curiosity for new things and interest and a desire to learn and you know, there's a lot of different kind of ways that openness can reveal itself. Some people really want to go on vacations and go to new places or travel even in their own area and do new things at new locations. Other people might just want to learn new things, but are okay with doing that, you know, on the computer. Right? That's more like me. I don't need to travel that much, but I like to learn things. People with high openness tend to be a little more creative and appreciate the creativity of others. This is not true for me. I'm not as creative. 
They also often are more aware of their emotions and are like an F on the Myers-Briggs. Openness is often related to being an F on the Myers-Briggs, but it doesn't have to be because like I'm relatively open to new experiences. I really like to learn, but I like to learn, you know, from like a data standpoint, I'm not an F. I'm not an F at all. Makes sense. And then the last one is called conscientiousness. Do you know what this means? Is it anything like consciousness? No. Then no. You've never heard someone being conscientious before? No. Oh, okay. I thought maybe you had. That's like a relatively common word. I've heard the word before, but I don't know what it means. I think it was one of my vocab words one week. Well, then you should definitely know what it means if it was one of your vocab words. Conscientiousness means like self-disciplined, being reliable. Someone who is conscientious generally likes schedules. They generally prefer planned activities rather than spontaneous things. They often don't like change as much in the moment. They're not as big for that. And they especially strive for achievement. They're very self-disciplined. They expect a lot, like people to work hard. It's essentially an expectation of working hard. Does that make sense? Yep. That's all for this week. We hope you learned something because the more you know, the, the more you grow. Malkai, Alyssa, and Leonard, out. Thanks for listening. We've already had people ask what they can do to help us. Right now, the number one thing we need is listeners. So that means having you continue to listen, which I hope you just want to do because you liked it. And telling others about the podcast. That is what we want most of all. But if you're looking to help us out financially, that would be really, really awesome. You can do that by becoming our patron at Patreon. For those of you who hadn't heard of Patreon, it's a website that helps us as creators to engage with our supporters and receive your financial support. You can get there by going to patreon.com slash understand life. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash all one word understand life. Thank you so much for your support. <laughs> also, if you're telling people about the podcast and they don't know how to listen to podcasts, you can have them go to our new website, understandlifepodcast.com that will redirect them to our old website which is leonardneeman.com slash podcast anyone can listen to the episodes there and we'll let you know other ways to listen to personality do personality do personality do you guys know that song nope personality no i don't think i want to know that song <laughs> you could put it on the show notes <laughs> okay maybe i'll link to the personality song on the show notes. We maybe should have start... I'm sorry, Steffi. Oops, I just hit the cat. <laughs> Wave my arms around, I hit the cat. <laughs> <laughs> Analytical, strategic, competitive. And that and, ends up to three. And a learner. Oh, A-N-C-L? Sure. Did I get it right? Well, I said analytical, strategic, competitive. A-S-C-L, yeah. Yeah, you're a three, because C is the third letter of the alphabet. Great. Personally, I think Myers-Briggs Tree Ice Age would be way better. (laughs) 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 Yeah, me too. Yeah, awesome.
Or tree tree spiders. Maybe we should write in to the MBTI Institute or whatever it's called and be like, you should rename it the Tree Ice Age. <laughs> you think so? Think they're going to like that idea? No. Yeah. Probably no. not, okay. not going to take it. But that would be funny. <laughs> <laughs> See what their response is. <laughs> and are they similar? Similar. Yes. Similar. Yeah, they are similar, but are they the same? No. Yeah, and that is where that Wait, concept that falls apart. Yes. You said, yeah, they are similar. No, correct. Okay. I asked you if they were similar. You said yes. I asked you if they were the same. You said no. And I should have said, correct. But you said yes. Okay, correct. And what is Maslow's hierarchy all about? How to be... Esteemy. No, not esteemy. <laughs> Do you want to take a guess? No. Okay. <laughs> I happen to be amazing. And I am also like you, very very much like you. So I happen to also be amazing. Yes, and humble too, right? <laughs> wait, wait. I'm awesome. I'm awesome. I am awesome. Yes, I am. Did you have a question? Can't wait till it starts snowing outside. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> what? You unique? Sure, I'm unique. Wow. Okay, great. Glad we Am can. I unique? Yes, all of us are unique. I'm not sleeping. If you think I'm sleeping, I'm just resting my eyes. That's it. We're done with podcast? Yeah, no, like that's all I had to cover. Seriously? Yeah. Okay. Tune in next time, time for Understand Life.